glad to be here? God is good to us. We're in our series entitled The Crown. The Crown. And last week we, we started our series and um, there's a couple things and actually I want to read this definition that I gave you last week. Um, and this word in the Greek um, is Stephanos, and it's the symbol of, of authority. It's the victor's crown. It's the victor's crown. Um, throughout the Bible, it talks about this word crown and its authority, but there's words throughout the Bible that are defined as authority that are the same word crown. So, if you have a crown, if a, if a king has a crown on, there's no authority in the crown itself, but it represents the authority that the king has. With you and I, right, we're kings and priests in the kingdom of God. And there is a crown that is laid up for you on the other side, but it's there for you and ready when you've done what God wants you to do on this side. James 1.12, blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he's been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. I, I want to I read this in the NIV also. I don't know if I gave you that or not, but if you can put the NIV translation up there, I, I want to look at it real quick. It says this, James 1.12 in the NIV. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Those who stood the test. Um, I promise you that there is testing and there's trials and there's tribulation and there's difficult times and there's difficult things that everybody goes through. But I'm telling you today that God has prepared for you a crown. And, and that crown has been prepared for you to receive on the other side. When you meet him face to face, the Bible's very clear. That there is when absence from the body is in the presence of the Lord. And on that other side, when we meet him, there is a crown that is ready for us. It doesn't necessarily say what I'm going to say right now. You can kind of decide on this yourself. But there's a crown. You, if you enter in, you and I enter in to Heaven itself, heaven is a real place. It's, a, it's an actual destination that we're headed to. And the Bible says God doesn't desire for one to perish, but all to come to the saving knowledge. How many? All. You're included. All. Amen? That's why we've got to be busy embracing the authority that God has given us in the earth, not leaving it to somebody else, not leaving it to the politicians, not leaving it to, you know, any governments of the world. I didn't say rebel against the governments of the world. We're not leaving it to them. 
Today in talking about the crown in this series, we're talking about the government of God. And he created you and I to operate in this, embrace it, have the authority and walk in the authority over everything that we face. Then we step over to the other side and we receive the crown. We're not, we're not going to, we're not, and, and what, I, what I was saying earlier is, it doesn't necessarily say this, but I think this. And what I think is that on the other side, you, you're going to have to develop some things and work through some things and develop your faith to another level of life on the other side if you don't choose to do it here. Then there's the crown of life. I don't know about you, but I want my crown when I step over. I mean, I'm not stepping over for many, many years. But when I step over, I want my crown ready. I want to hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Is that prideful to want something like that? Not in, not in, not in what I read. He, he, he actually commands us to be in this position to receive this crown. That, that verse in James 1.12 in the, in the New King James, blessed is the man who endures temptations. For when he has been approved. So that means that there's time involved in things being approved in our lives. When he has been approved, he's in position to receive that crown. God wants you in position here. He wants it like you've already received your crown even before you get on the other side. And I tell you what, the more I've been seeing that, man, I, I can kind of feel it. I can, I can feel it, on, I feel it like in my hair. That's why I need hair so I can feel it for... But I can feel, I, I can sense it. You, you know, you know, it's a great joy. Every morning, every Sunday morning, at right before ten o'clock, we have a little circle, and uh, of all the volunteers, people, and whoever else, if people have come early or whatever, whoever comes, and we uh, we we pray for the service. And but before we pray each week. The week before, somebody's volunteered to bring a short word of encouragement or something that they that they happened in their life or whatever. And you know, one of the greatest joys in my life is as a pastor, because of what we preach, is to hear people share things that they really believe. To hear people share testimonies of what God has done in their life. And, and through their life, and meaning that they're really getting that you can be in authority in this earth and demonstrate that authority and see things in the world change because of your faith and your confidence in God. It's amazing because, you know, a lot of times the testimonies aren't just about that person and what they've gotten, but it's about, you know, what what God has done through them to see other people's lives touched and blessed. That, that, that's what, man, that, that does something to my heart in, in ways I can't even explain. 
the fact that people are actually getting what I'm teaching. You know, and it's not, it's not just my teaching. There's lots of teaching that's out there that, you know, that supports and confirms things that we say. There's lots of teaching. But that people are hearing what, what is being said. And they're doing something with it. Because if you're a hearer of the word and you're not a doer, the Bible says you walk in deception. You deceive yourself. Because what, I share, what I'm sharing with you today, what I'm ministering to you today, if you don't do something with what you're hearing, it won't work for you. The preached word will not work for you if you don't do something with it. There's a time of hearing. There's a time of meditation, of mulling things over and making them your own. And there's a time of doing that word. And that hearing and that time period of meditation and development and doing, it's the combination of the three that produce the results. It's not the person that starts in life. It's the person that starts and continues and finishes, that reaps the rewards in life. There's nothing like it when I hear people say they believe this stuff. They believe the development of a life with God. Because you know what? You can be saved. You can show up to church. You can go through the motions of it. But you don't do anything with the word, your life won't change. And that's what we're about. Part of our mission statement here at Gates of the City is making sure that your life is discipled with the power of God's Word. Your life is discipled. You become so aware of what God thinks about everything in life that He's the final authority that settles everything for you, not anybody else on the planet. And when you become those type of people, there's no end to what God can do and, and, and what can happen in our lives. And on the other side, your crown is waiting. I don't know about you, but that's good news. Woo! Glory to God. Amen? That creates an incentive to want to do it. So, <clears throat> this authority, and I'm just kind of building a little bit here. This authority that God brought to the earth, we read it last week, but I'm going to read it again in, in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah prophesied this 2,000 years before this happened. And it's what this time of the year is about. But a lot of people at this time of the year, it's just about a baby in a manger. Thank God that he was born. But his birth created his life. His life created his death. His death created his resurrection. And from that resurrection was his ascension. And at the right hand of the Father, he represents us now, and now we're his hands and his feet. We're his mouth. Amen? We're the ones doing the works that he did. He said, the works that I did, you'll do, and even greater works, because now I've gone to the Father, I represent you, and all of heaven is backing up if you do what I tell you to do. All of heaven's not backing up our ungodly and unrenewed minds and, and, and ways of thinking that just connect with the world. Well, you know, I'm trying to be good enough, you know, for God. You don't have to try to be good enough. You're not. Amen? You're not. He was. And he is. And he will always be good enough. And because of what he did, he makes me right. That's why I've got to connect to his righteousness. Can you say amen? But this verse in Isaiah says this. Isaiah prophesied this, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, 
will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of this government and peace, there's no end. To the increase of this government or this authority, that, that word government in, in the Hebrew is the word Misral, M-I-S-R-A-L, and it means rule, authority, dominion. And the responsibility to bring the dominion from the beginning was on his shoulders, and he redeemed us, and now, now the responsibility for that government isn't on you and I, it's still on him, but now he's empowered us to walk it out. He's empowered us to take the authority that he paid for and walk it out. That's what he's done for you and I. We see this in, James chapter, in John chapter 1. We see this from the beginning and this manifestation. We see it here in John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made, and in him was what? Life. In him was the life that was the light of men. In him was life, and the light and the life was the light of men. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh, and He dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was Father, Spirit, and Word. And the Word became a Son. The Word became a Son. Unto us a child is born, unto us a Son has been given. And His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of His government, of His authority, of who He is, the increase, there'll be no end to. Now... I want to focus on that just for a moment, and I want you to catch something here. He said in the Isaiah Scripture that there's no, that, that there'll be no end to the increase of this government and this authority. There's no end to the increase. But I'll tell you this. What determines the increase of that? is on your and my shoulders. Not the government and the authority itself. It's his. But the increase of it is on your and my shoulders. He said there'll be no end. You know what that means? That means all the authority that is at the right hand of the Father now in what Jesus Christ accomplished, if you believe that, all that authority is available for me today right now 
right now. But I've got to believe it. That authority is there and there'll be no shortage or lack of increase of that authority ever. So he'll always be more than enough. No matter what you face, no matter what you go through, no matter the challenges that are there, he'll always be more than enough before you meet the challenge. And when I'm faced with the challenge, James 1 says that the development and the patient endurance to walk through it. And listen to me. Listen, it's not walking through it complaining about things. It's walking through it rejoicing and thanking God for who He is in the midst of what, what, what you're dealing with. Not, not going through something and thanking God for the difficulty. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's almost stupid. Right? Why would I thank God for the difficulties? Now, I'm not thanking Him for difficult things. I'm thanking Him for being who He is, already having the increase of the authority that I need to overcome the situation that I'm in, right? It's already there. It's already been proportioned, and it's ready for me. But it's up to me. Am I going to receive what he's done? And how do you get in a position to receive? By being a hearer of the word, as you're doing today. Being a meditator of what you're hearing. In other words, you go back, listen to the word. You can, you know, you can listen to every word we've ever preached here in 30 years. Well, not quite. Back to at least 2010 or somewhere. You can go back and listen to every word. It doesn't cost you a dime. It's free. All you have to do is go and listen to words that you've listened to. Like if I've said something today, you know, what did he say? Well, go back and listen to it. Go back and download it and listen to it. And when you go back and listen to it, take notes. If you're not taking notes today, take notes. What caused me to grow up spiritually and to understand the ways of God is meditating on how he operates. If I don't do any meditation of what I'm hearing, it goes in one ear and out the other ear. And the Bible says, a man that is a hearer of the word and not a doer of it, he, he, he deceives himself. He deceives his own self. Because, listen, if you heard me say, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world, that's a verse of scripture most of you know. If you heard me say that, and somebody just asked you, uh, so what, what did pastor talk about today? Well, I heard him quote First uh, John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, I heard him. A week later, somebody asked you the same thing about that same message. Yeah, I remember that verse of scripture. Yeah, I remember he said that back then. But have you not done anything with it? You might, a person may say, well, what do you do with one verse of Scripture? Me? I speak it over and over and over and over again. I read it. I get different translations. Thank God for the availability of translations that we have today. We have no excuse. I go read that one verse. I may be listening to something, some teaching, and something just hits me, a thought or a verse of Scripture. Man, I cannot get off of that. All of a sudden, creatively, I make that 
that thought that I had from that verse of scripture, I make it part of my daily routine where I'm hearing myself say that. I'm meditating on it because in the seed of the word is the ability to liberate your and my life. And if we underestimate the power of the seed of the word of God, what's in the seed to produce the harvest that we're looking for, if we underestimate that, then we don't spend time meditating and doing something with what we hear. That's why we talk about it so much because it's almost too simple. Surely it, it won't work that way. It's not, it's, not, it's not easy. You hear me say this a lot. It's not easy, but it's simple. It's not easy. It's not easy to, to remain faithful at something that you think is repetitious and it seems like it's going nowhere and it's not producing anything. That's what happens with the word. I mean, how much can you get out of greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world? I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, don't, I know in 44 years of salvation, I know I still have not exhausted that verse of Scripture. I know I haven't. And if I've said that, I, I've, I've probably quoted that verse of Scripture more than any other verse in the whole Bible. And I haven't exhausted it. Because when you meditate on it and you think about it, you're confessing out of your mouth. Greater is he than he that's in the world. Greater is he than he that's in the world. Greater is he that, that, that is in, what am I saying? I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> I've said it so many times and I should be able to say it right now. Greater is he that's in me. See, but the focus can be on greater is he that's in me. Or the focus can be on greater is he that's in me. Wow. He that's so amazing is on the inside of me. That can be my focus, you know. And you can stay on that forever and ever and ever. And what it does, the Holy Spirit does is, if you're listening to word, if you're meditating on word, then he can talk to you. If you're not, if you don't have word coming in, Holy Spirit can't talk to you because he won't talk to you just about some sitcom you're watching. He's not revealing truth from some other thing you're watching. Nothing wrong with sitcom, movie, do whatever. But, but God wants us to develop a desire for his ways of thinking and operating so that he can speak to us. He can actually get things across to us. That's why we preach this all the time. That's why we preach the importance of a daily routine in the word of God. Because in the seed itself is your victory. It's not how many times you hear it. It's what you do with what you hear. And when you do something with it, and it begins to transform and change your, the, the inside of you, there's no limit to the increase of that revelation and authority that Jesus paid for, what his birth represented, his conception represented, his birth represented, what his life and his death and his burial, his resurrection and ascension, all of it. it, it it's a package thing. It's a package deal because it actually happened. Amen? Or we're not born again. It happened. And, and, and I, don't have a, I don't have a salvation card that I carry in my pocket that was burned off from, you know, from the airways of heaven. No. It's burned in me. It's as good as done. But what I have on the other side is not a card. 
It's a crown. Already done. Hmm? Can you imagine the billions of crowns that are lined up? See, God's not waiting for somebody to get saved to have a crown. He already made you. He already made all of humanity. So your crown's already ready. Human being goes to hell, their choice, not God's. He said, I don't desire one to perish, but every single person on planet earth to come to the saving knowledge. Hell was not created for human beings. It's created for the devil and all of his demons. Person goes to hell, that's their choice. But we're here to make it so available and to teach people truth so you can grow up. You know, somebody may think, well, you know, Pastor, what you're saying today or what you're talking about, you know, not, not everybody can hear that or, or, or really embrace those, that, that kind of a teaching. Yeah, but if they don't hear it, the, the ball can't start. You understand? And I, I'm, I'm fully in agreement that there are people you come in contact with every day. They're not ready for your God. They, they need you. See, they, they need you to love them. They need you to accept them. They don't need you preaching at them. They're not going to accept something that they absolutely don't understand. They need to see somebody walking in the love of God. And once people see that and they're accepted, then the ball gets rolling. But you bring somebody in here, or if you're sitting in here today and you've never heard a message like this before, there's no pressure for you to understand everything, but we'll help you as much as you'll allow us to, to know how to grow and allow the seed of the word to produce everything inside of you that God created you to have produced in you. Yeah, he, he, he made this way. All we're sharing is what he says is so. All we're doing is sharing the process that he set up. I don't know about you, but I really like the thought of that crown. Hmm? Lately, I've, I've been places and I've seen crowns, you know, like the Burger King crown, you know. I, I don't like that one. <clears throat> no, no, I, I, but I, I've seen some. We were at uh, some store the other day and, you know, all the Christmas stuff, all that, but, and I saw this crown and, and I grabbed it. Ah, the flimsy little thing. I thought, nah, that on my crown. Mm-mm. Everything he makes, it's gold. <laughs> you know, it's either gold or pearls. <laughs> there, 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 are, there are doors bigger than those doors back there of one pearl in heaven. They're bigger than those doors. And it's just one pearl. Can you, can you imagine the, the, the shell that thing came out of? We're talking God himself. He didn't make you and I some flimsy little crown. And it's sitting and it's ready. Man, it's ready. But do you get, you get the understanding? Oh, well, we want to go on. I don't want to go on. No, no. My, my crown is set up and ready for me to live it down here. I want to live the fullness of here. I'm, I'm living a long, prosperous, and a full life here. So, so that, because, because I'm telling you right now, not anybody sitting in here, I'm telling you, everybody that's sitting in here, you're really not doing a whole lot for God being gone from here and being in heaven. I mean, God, you know, when it's your time, move on. When it's your time. But God wants you living in this revelation of the authority 
that he set up for all mankind to operate in. The authority that Jesus came to produce, that's what his birth brought us. The word became flesh, he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Man, God wants that glory, just even like, even like this morning in worship. There's just, a, just like a tinge of that glory. It's just a tinge of that. You feel it. I'm telling you, my legs this morning were weak to the point where I felt like I could, I mean, if I had just leaned a little bit, I'd have gone. You know, I, I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't feel led to give in to that thing, you know. I felt led to receive it. It's not the weak legs that are the, the representation of the glory. That's just a result of the glory. One person can have weak legs. The next person over there is yawning and thinking, man, when's this song going to be over? <laughs> you see, it's who receives. Did you hear what I'm saying? It's, it, it's, it's learning how to receive. God wants you and I on the receiving end of this authority and this government that there is no limits to. There's no lack of increase in this authority and this government. He wants us attached to it, and he wants us living in it and operating in it. Can you say amen? <clears throat> I love this verse, Galatians 4 and verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to do what? To redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as what? Sons. As the third Adam. Right? Because what Jesus came to do was give us what Adam had in the garden that he lost in the garden. He gave it up. He was deceived. He gave in. He was tempted and he gave in. What did James 1 say? Those who endure the temptations of life, they get the crown. Hmm? What did Adam get? The curse. I don't know about you, but I've, I've dealt with curses and generational curses and things that have been handed down. I don't like curse. I like crown. Amen? I'm all about the crown. We're going for the crown. We're going for the prize. Can you say amen to that? When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son to do the work, and he accomplished it, and it's done, and now you and I are in a place to receive it. Amen? Colossians 1 and verse 26. The mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to who? His saints, to the children of God. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is what? It's Christ in you and me, which is the hope of glory. The word glory is defined in the Greek here as God's essence, God's worth, and God's substance. I'm going to say it again. The glory of God is defined as God's essence, his worth, and his substance. This mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ revealed in you, 
that is demonstrating those three words, the essence, the worth, and the substance of God. That's why you're no good leaving here. We, we, don't, we don't want to live on planet earth with some retirement mentality. Some people want to be retired by 25. What they're thinking is that they want to have enough money that they can just sit around and do nothing the rest of their life. Why would we want to do nothing? God wants you living by faith and developing faith day in and day out for the rest of your life. Demonstrating the, the essence and the, the substance, the, what was the other word? Um, the worth of God. God wants it God wants his worth and substance, his essence to be seen throughout the world. And it takes, that's, that's what's on your and my shoulders. Because people are not going to see, I mean, you know, somebody may see a cloud in the form of something that looked like the face of Jesus. And, you know, then they, they get all touchy and all that kind of stuff. And whatever. And I'm not saying, you know, I mean, I've seen stuff like that before too. I've seen pictures of it on social media. Somebody took a picture. Awesome. But that doesn't do anything for me tomorrow. Hmm? That doesn't do anything for me the next day or the next day. It takes the presence of God and the knowing of who God is that makes the difference. And he said, he said Christ in you is the hope of the, uh, of the essence and the worth and the substance of God. That people know that God is real because of you and I. That's the key. To me, that is key to success. Can you say amen? That's key to you and I fulfilling the purpose and the plan that God has for us. A couple more passages as I end with this today. <clears throat> so I want you to see in this next passage that I'm going to read, I want you to see your life like this. Because this truly is a picture of what your and my life should be like right here. This next passage of scripture found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. This is a picture of how you have to see your life and view it to get what I'm talking about today out of it. You're not just here existing. You're not just here trying to find your way. Yeah, find your way, but find it in him. And you find your way in him, you can do anything. And there's no limitations in his kingdom, his government, his authority, there's no limitations. You can accomplish anything that you desire in your heart that God has put in there. That's why you have to have that relationship with him. That's why it's so important to develop it. But in 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 24, I'm going to read these three verses. Four verses. <clears throat> Do you not know that in a race, I'm reading this in the NIV. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run? So he's talking about the race of life. Everybody's in the race. But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Run in such a way that you get the prize. <laughs> now, you know, buckle up and receive this. Because everything I've been talking about, the crown, is, is, is in this passage of Scripture. So it wasn't just my thoughts and idea about it. It says it right here. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training, right? You've qualified for the Olympics, you're in 
training or you're qualifying for the Olympics, you're in intense training. But it's not just the Olympics, it's just life. Life has to do, what he's talking about here, he's using something like the Olympics to talk about how difficult and, and how intense that life really is. They do it to get a crown. He said they do it to get a crown, a crown that will be that that will not last. Like Burger King. <laughs> Who wants a Burger King crown? They're not gonna last. Huh? You might wear it for a few days. Kid may wear it for a few days, and the next thing you know, it's trampled on and it's in the trash. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. I'm going to tell you again, your crown already is. Your crown is already made. Your crown's already there. Your crown is waiting for you, but it's not waiting for you there, it's waiting for you here. For you to spiritually and supernaturally apply the crown day to day saying, you know what, that's on the other side, but here... I'm wearing it now. I'm living in this authority now. I'm not waiting till the other side. And like I said earlier, I mean, there'll be step two and three and four for those that choose not to do it here. I'm choosing to do it here. The only difference in heaven and here with what we're talking about is that here there's resistance to your faith. There there's no resistance. There's no devil in heaven. Devil's destination is one place and it's the pit for eternity. Amen? And I'm declaring today that none of us, and I'm just declaring today, it's God's will that nobody perish but everybody be saved. That's God's will. How, how could something like that, six billion people on the planet, and I don't know what the latest, the la- latest Barnum stats on that, I, 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 at one point it was 50%. I think it may be less than 50% right now. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about that. But whatever it is, how could something like that be done that quick? I don't know. But we just keep doing it, right? We keep doing our part. You can't save everybody, but you can do your part. You, you can't, you, you're not called to preach to everybody, you're called to love everybody. Amen? And when you and I love everybody, it's, it positions them so that they're in line to be able to receive their, their crown that's already created for them. He said, they do it for a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, do not run like someone running aimlessly. Somebody that's not running on purpose. Somebody that's not developing their relationship with God on purpose on a day-to-day basis. Somebody that's not developing a daily routine of God's word and prayer and study and, and whatever it takes. Someone says, well, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a busy person. I don't have time. Give him five minutes. That's how I started. I started giving him five, and five turned into ten because I wanted it. Ten turned into twenty and thirty. I mean, you know what? I can spend all morning with God having a list of things in the natural to do and just, okay, I'll get to them. And you know what happens? They always get done. Always. Because putting God first has to be a desire, not, a, not somebody holding it over you. Oh, you got to put God first. <sighs> okay. Freaking out. Oh, I'm not putting God first. Oh, what do I do? It's not a labor to put God first. Did you hear what I said? You put God first by desiring it, 
by giving him just some time. Taking one scripture today and going home and saying, you know what, I'm going to do it, Pastor said, I'm just going to read one scripture that he talked about today. I'm going to look at that Christ in you, the hope of glory. What, what the heck does that mean? Demonstrating the essence and the presence and the quality and the good things of God. Seeing, pe seeing people seeing that through my life. What, 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 what's that about? I'm going to take that scripture home. I'm going to go home with that scripture today and just meditate on that one verse of scripture. That's how you grow. That's how you step into the understanding of the authority that God has given you and I and operate in it, not, not by accident, but on purpose. Can you say amen? He said, therefore, do not run like someone running aimlessly. Do not fight like a boxer beating the air. You'll get knocked out. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. In other words, what he's saying is, bring your body under. Bring all your desires under, but how? Through the Word of God. It's through the seed of the Word of God that you bring yourself under. You're not strong enough to make your body do things that you shouldn't do. You're not strong enough. If you're just trying to get over something that you're addicted to in your life in some form or another, I promise you, you're trying to do it on your own, you're not going to overcome. Maybe, maybe you're, you know, one-tenth of one percent of, of humanity out there that could actually do it, but most people don't do it. They become repeat offenders of things that they've been addicted to or had struggles with in their lives. But man, with the Word of God, if you just don't quit, like Sandra said this morning, if you just don't quit in the Word of God, you'll reap the things that you're looking for. You'll reap the deliverances. But you have to take the Word of God and you have to apply it. Can you say amen? Last verse, and I'm done. Ephesians 3.20 says this. <clears throat> now to him, big H, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, Above all that we ask or think according to him, God, who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think according the exceeding and abundant things that God is able to do. Listen to me. The reason he's able to do it is because he's already done it. And you have to understand that. Everything that God... Everything, everything that needs to be done for every answer to every problem on planet earth came together in the conception, in, in the birth, in the life, in the death, in the burial, in the resurrection, in the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every answer to every issue, when he sat down, he said, it's finished. There's not one sickness or disease on planet earth that Jesus didn't already destroy. There's no fear of any kind, fear of man, fear of failure, fear of whatever. There's not any fear of any kind that was not already destroyed because of what Jesus accomplished. We have to learn to receive it because the last part of that verse says, according to the power of the authority, the government that's working in me. So what he's already done is going to come to me 
as I'm walking and operating and living in that authority that he's paid for. And see, see, it's twofold for God. He wants me to live in authority down here so things go better and things happen and, th- and other people get set free because of the authority that I'm walking in. But also, also, his other greatest desire is that when we step over, we're ready for the crown. I mean, you know, maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, I, you, you can think up things like this. The more you study the word, you, you see stories and things that, that could be. So, you know, one person walks in. They see the crowns. There's their crown with their name on it. They put it on their head. Somebody else walks in. They're in heaven. You go this way. And you've got some work to do to receive that. I don't want that. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Notice I didn't say, well done, thou perfect servant. I said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Developing these things. Learning how to repent when we screw up and when we make mistakes. Not holding on to things in pride and saying, you know, bless God, I'm going to do it my way and no other way. No. I want to step over and there's the crown. And he, he gives it to me because I've done what he said. Not because I was so good, but because of what he said. Can you say amen? amen. According to the power that works within us. When Isaiah prophesied that 2,000 plus years ago, he prophesied that and declared, there's a child coming. And what's on his shoulders and his responsibility to accomplish his task, his task in life for the 33 years that he was alive was, to, was in what he was doing was accomplishing deliverance and authority for all mankind. And that the government of God could come back in operation in the earth. God operated in the earth, but he did it through prophets and, you know, through manifestations because there was no internal presence of God in mankind after Adam lost it until the second Adam brought it back. And now you and I are so privileged to be able to live and operate in that true authority every day of our life and there's not anything that you face. I'm telling you right now, everybody just close your eyes just for a second. I want you to think about maybe something that you're facing right now. Just think about something that's difficult. Because he said, trials, tests, all the different things. He said, they're there. He said, in the world there's much tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And there's not one situation that he hasn't already covered. And he's telling you today, come to me, all you who are weary or heavy laden, and I will bring the rest in your soul, and I will show you and teach you and reveal to you how you're going to walk out of this situation and overcome in this situation in the name of Jesus. Receive it from him now. As Sandra said earlier, I'm believing your due season is here. Glory to God. Your due season is manifesting in the name of Jesus.